This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It is that time again, time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. Uh, you know, guys, it's getting close to playoff time. It's such a fun time of the year to see these teams battle it out. Uh, Nashville, uh, the Flames, the Blues. Blues want that third position in the Central Division. Nashville wants it. The Flames in Nashville and the Blues. If, if the Blues don't get the third position, they're fighting for that seventh and eighth position. And regardless, mathematically, uh, what the NHL says there is the blues would have to lose all the rest of their games and the Kings win the rest of their games for the Kings to basically tie the blues. And I, I, I don't see that happening. Is it possible? Yeah. But I think for us to sit here and say, that's a good possibility. I think we, everybody would think we were nuts. Uh, the blues last night took on the coyotes, which it seems like lately every game they take on the coyotes or the avalanche. <laughs> And uh, in last night's game, Mike Smith would not be in goal for the Coyotes. It would be Louis Dominique, and um, he's a pretty good goalie. He got Rookie of the Month in February, and I think he is the future for the Coyotes. Uh, if they get him playing well after Mike Smith is gone, or maybe Mike Smith can back him up next year, and if their defensive uh, core continues to grow, which they should, with players like Ekman Larson, uh, the Coyotes' future looks pretty good in the next couple of years, but right now it's it's not great. But they've been playing everybody pretty tough. They've played better over the last uh, couple of weeks. It, everybody's excited in Phoenix uh, for next year. Uh, the Blues going into this game, if Calgary won and the Blues either tied or, or got one point out of the game uh, last night or they won, they would be in the playoffs. Well, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, Calgary did not win. They did not look good against the Kings. The Kings beat them uh, handily last night. So the Blues didn't have a chance last night to clinch a playoff spot, but they should have that chance on Friday. Uh, going into this game, uh, you know, Jake Allen's not playing. Carter Hutton's uh, in goal, and he's played awesome for the Blues. I believe he's allowed two goals in his last uh, three or four starts for the Blues. So uh, the Blues have a lot of confidence in him going into the playoffs in case something should happen to Jake Allen. Uh, you know, Carter Hutton made some great saves, but it would be a uh, Louis Dominic who would get the first awesome save on a breakaway by Scotty Upshaw just a couple minutes into the game. The Blues as D'Angelo try to throw into the front. Reeves and an outlet here for Scotty Upshaw. And Upshaw is in. He's stopped that time by Louis Domingue. Great save by uh, Domingue for uh, the Coyotes. If you watch this game last night, you can tell he's a very disciplined goalie. He's a young goalie that does make mistakes from time to time but he tends to get the angles on the puck perfectly and in the right position at the right time. And he was for this breakaway by Scotty Upshaw. He would make some other great saves in the first period, but he would not be able to keep the blues off the board completely when uh, none other than uh, Berglund would put a goal past him uh, nine minutes and 16 seconds in to give the blues a one to nothing lead. His hand in a fight earlier this year against Calgary missed 23 games. Long shot in front. Now to Berglund, wide open, shoots, and he scores! Off the bar and in, and Berglund makes it 1-0. That is a great shot from a sharp angle. 
And that's the advantage of going up against a left-hander. A left-hand shot on a severe angle, and usually it'd be tough to hit the blocker on that side or get it over the blocker. But you can see the way Patrick Berglund releases it, he's got room because the glove had dropped down low. The Blues played pretty good last night, but I wouldn't say they played their best hockey, but they're playing good enough to win right now. And when they need to come back, uh, that they are coming back in games. But this goal was a great goal by Patrick Berglund. It would be his 22nd of the year. Uh, Payarvi gets his fourth assist and Pareko gets his 30th assist. And as I said, it was nine minutes and 16 seconds into the first period. You know, Patrick Berlin, Berglund just signed that contract uh, with the Blues to extend himself for the next couple years. At $3.8 million, guys, I've been critical of Berglund in the past, but at $3.8 million with that new contract he signed, if he gives us 20 to 25 goals a year, that's a great, great contract, and hopefully he'll continue to do that next year. For the rest of the first period, both goalies would uh, play excellent. Carter Hutton would be tested. Uh, just about a minute, minute and a half after uh, Berglund scored this goal. And then late with just about three seconds left, uh, Dominic would be uh, tested when Tarasenko and Schwartz would get a great opportunity, but he would stonewall him to keep this game one to nothing going into the second period. Slap pass, but that was behind Tarasenko. And Ekman Larson ahead, and a break into the zone, and a pass saved by Carter Hutton. Well, no call right Don there. Holland. Hey, Bolmeister might have got away with a little bit of a tug right there with his one hand. Is incredible. Seventh best power play in the National Hockey League. And they get it in here. Tarasenko a stop and a rebound. Oh, and Louis Domingue at the buzzer makes an incredible save that time. Oh, was that ever? Are you kidding me? Huge saves by both goaltenders. This is a great, great goalie battle so far. You know, the both offenses have some opportunities. There's been a couple of breakaways, but Carter Hutton's come up big on a semi-breakaway, and uh, also uh, Dominique has come up big uh, for the Coyotes on that breakaway by Scotty Upshaw early in the game. So both these goaltenders are playing well. The backups, it's nice to see backup goaltenders doing great, and it's one to nothing Blues going into the second period. Which team would get that first goal? And you kind of got the feeling that whoever got that first goal in the second period whether it be the Coyotes to come back and tie it one-to-one -one, or whether it be the Blues to take a uh, commanding two-goal lead. You knew whichever team did that might build some momentum and get this game. Well, fortunate enough for us, it was the Blues. They got the first goal, and it was by Vladimir Tarasenko. Just two minutes and 25 seconds into the second period. Long shot, rebound, Tarasenko gets it, and there it is as Tarasenko makes it 2 nothing with his little friend Ari in the crowd, and it's... Two zip. Well, how good is that? She interviewed Vladdy today after practice in the stands. And uh, a special bond between 11-year-old Ari and, of course, Vladdy Tarasenko. And he wanted this one here. You heard Darren Pang refer to someone named Ari. Well, if you guys don't know, Ari is a cancer patient that uh, uh, Tarasenko, uh, he, what happened is the Blues had a casino night and all the proceeds went to different charities. Well, uh, Vlad bid on uh, this package for a fan to uh, go on a road trip with the Blues. Well, he had met Ari a couple of years uh, previous uh, during uh, uh, Hockey Kicks a Cancer Night or something like that a few years ago. And um, he wanted so bad for her to be able to come along with the team that he outbid a fan for this package. And uh, she had no idea he was going to do this. And then he donated it to her. And I believe it was her and her dad. 
uh, got to come to uh, the Blues game uh, in Phoenix. And then I believe she gets to go to the game in uh, Colorado, too, on Friday. So just a, a great, great story. This poor girl, guys, has been battling cancer since she was two years old. She's 11 years old now. Just a heartbreaking story, but it's good to hear she's doing well. And uh, Vlad's a great guy. That would be Tarasenko's 36th goal. Bowmeister's 14th assist, and Schwartz gets his 33rd assist. And as I said, it was 2 minutes and 25 seconds in. There would be no more offense for the rest of the second period. There'd be some good saves made, including this one by Louis Deming on Ryan Rees at about 13 and a half minutes in to this period. Only that time upended by Upshaw. Didn't see him coming. Back to the front. Rees and a stop that time. Deming on the backhander. So we go out of the second period with the Blues up two to nothing. You're feeling pretty good about this because lately the Blues sometimes have not been playing great in the first couple of periods, but that third period, they tend to start to take over some of these uh, weaker teams like they did the, the other night against uh, the Coyotes at home. So you're hoping you have some of the same uh, kind of a game where the Blues really, really start pushing it and really show that they're a better team than the Coyotes. But the Coyotes came out looking pretty good and, Carter Hutton had to make a huge save on Reeder just a little over three minutes into the third period to keep this a two-to-nothing Blues lead. I like David Cron's game tonight. I think he's been all over it. Getting lots of room, having some fun with that puck. Look out here, Reeder, and a breakaway and a skate save by Hutton on the speedy Tobias Reeder. Hutton looked very strong throughout the game and in the beginning of this third period. A great save on Reeder. I am so happy we have Carter Hutton as a backup. I know a lot of people uh, kind of lost some faith in him when he was going through some hard times, but Jake Allen was also going through, through some hard times. But, man, he's played very good in his last probably month, just like Jake Allen. Uh, he did his best to keep this a 2 to nothing game, but eventually the Coyotes would get a power play, and about 14 and a half minutes in, the former Dallas star Goligoski puts the Coyotes on board to make it a much closer game at 2-1. to one. Goes out high, and the Coyotes will set it up. Keller now along the boards. Down low. Back out high. Shot score! Alex Galagoski with a goal, and I think that's going to be Clayton Keller's first NHL point. Well, you know it. Great play here by this Coyotes power play that hasn't been able to generate a whole lot. You see mom and dad in the house. I think they just realized what happened. Good job by Keller helping out in that situation as well. And look at the movement. Keller put this puck down low to Dvorak, who kicks it outside to Goligoski. The Coyotes get on the board to make this a very, very interesting game. Uh, that was Goligoski's sixth goal of the year. Dvorak's 17 assist. And Keller, the St. Louisan, who was one of the players from St. Louis who was picked in the first round in last year's NHL draft gets his first NHL point uh, against the team that uh, resides in the city that he grew up in. Uh, nice to see a young kid do well. I know he's 18 or 19, but man, he looks like he's 12 years old. <laughs> and like I said, that goal was 14 minutes and 37 seconds into the third. That was a power play goal. And guys, we've got ourselves a game. I thought from that point on, uh, the Coyotes played like there was a sense of urgency. They really started putting pressure on Carter Hutton, and he would have to come up big one more time just about 
a little under two minutes after this goal was scored. Just a huge, huge save by him to keep this game at two to one and to try to preserve the Blues win. And he delays. Side of the goal. Wide open. Lundgren won't save on Ekman Larson by oh. Carter Hutt. Oh. I tell you what. Berglund gave Oliver Ekman Larson a little pop after that play. That's why Connor Murphy's after him. This is heating up here. This game's far from over here. Look at that glove there. Huge save by Carter Hutton to keep this game at two to one. The Blues weathered the storm there. I thought the Coyotes maybe had another opportunity or two after that, but Carter Hutton stayed strong. And the Blues would actually get an empty net goal, and it would be a power play goal by David Perron to ice this game and give the Blues a three to one win. As Petrangelo was checked by Chikrin, but broken up by Berglund. With an empty net, in with David Perron to Perron, and Perron scores easily. Empty net goal, and it's 3-1. David Perron gets the empty net power play goal. You're not going to see that very often, an empty net power play goal, but he did do it, and uh, that gives the Blues a 3-1 win. That was Perron's uh, 16th goal of the year, Berglund's 11th assist. Petrangelo gets his 30th assist. That was 19 minutes and 40 seconds in, so 20 seconds left in the third period in the Blues-Isis game for the 3-1 to one win. I thought David Perron deserved that goal, and he played great throughout the whole game. I've said this before time and time again. This guy has matured so much from the time that he was drafted with the Blues and then went to Edmonton and then went to Pittsburgh and then went to Anaheim. He's a much more rounded, complete player. It, it, just a disciplined guy. He can muck it up. He can score goals. He can uh, give you a great pass now and again. And I'm glad David Perron is with the Blues. Let's go ahead and go over the game recap. The Blues, uh, unfortunately, did not clinch a playoff spot due to the fact the Kings beat the Flames last night. But hopefully we can do that Friday against the Avalanche. With the win, the Blues improved to 42-28-6. The Coyotes fall to 27-41-9. The Blues massively, massively outshot the Coyotes, 43-23. to The power play, both teams had three opportunities, and both teams uh, took advantage of that and scored one goal apiece. Faceoffs are pretty close, 53% to 48% in favor of the Blues. The goals look like this. Berglund got his 22nd goal and an assist. Tarasenko got that goal as 36. Perron gets that power play empty net goal as 16th. Petrangelo gets an assist, and Carter Hutton makes 22 of 23 saves. Goligoski gets that late power play goal to make this a close game. That would be a sixth goal of the year. Devort gets an assist. St. Louis and Keller gets an assist. And Deming, 40 out of 43 saves. I thought he played awesome. I mean, he played really, really, really well. Nothing to take away from Carter Hutton for his performance, but this guy faced 43 shots and stopped 40 of them. Good effort, and I think the Coyotes were very happy uh, to have him have this effort and give Mike Smith a rest. Why don't we go ahead and go into the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from, of course, Carter Hutton, who had a big game, uh, Joel Edmondson, and then, of course, Coach Mike on this win and moving forward for the rest of the season. Structured 60 minutes, though, and not really giving them a whole lot. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I thought we were really good, and then I thought at parts we kind of started to open up a little bit, turn the puck over. Uh, but when we did play, you know, our five-on-five -five hockey, and I, I thought we dominated them pretty well. And, you know, they capitalized in power play there. But, you know, uh, same thing, just like the odd break. You know, they're pretty good off the rush. And, you know, I think from there, I thought their goalie had a hell of a game. He was he was definitely shouldn't have been 3-1, ended up empty netter, but he was he was really good. 
It seemed like yeah, they didn't have many chances, but when they had chances, they had some good ones. Yeah, yeah, they had some looks. Uh, you know, they're a good team. I think it's similar to what I saw the last two games. You know, I, I thought, um, you know, Jake gets that shutout here. Uh, you know, easily could have been, you know, two or three goals. You know, they, they didn't get a lot early, and they got their chances. And same thing at home. I thought Jakey made some timely saves. So, you know, watching that come in tonight, you know they're going to get their chances. So, for me, it's just a matter of staying ready and, you know, doing what I can. For two periods, though, it's a, I think 30 yeah. to 13 shot difference almost seemed like at times you were out there on an island by yourself, though, with the job the guys were doing keeping the puck in there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's obviously one of those games where, uh, you know, when you're not getting the work and, you know, it's still 2 nothing at that point. So it's, uh, you know, you have to stay in it because obviously they, they get that goal and then it tightens up. It's, it's a tighter game. You know, that kid kept it in, kept, Louis kept him in it all night. And, uh, you know, and for us, it was just, uh, you know, granted, oh, it's a big win here, obviously trying to, uh, you know, finish the job here to get in. We keep asking after all these games, it's on the road, you continue to be just extremely dominant over the last couple of months. Anything new to it? No, no, same question, same answer. I just, home road, wherever I am, I just try to compete and give us a chance to win. You know, it's something I, I pride myself in. And uh, whether it's on two days rest or it's on two weeks, you know, I just try to battle and, and compete. And, you know, I think the guys do a great job in front of me. Everybody talks about yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can't we can't pick who we play. You know what I mean? It's uh, you know they set the schedule, and you know, obviously we're we're not playing playoff teams right now. But at the same time, we're uh, we're playing playoff hockey, and we've been playing it for a while. And uh, you know it shows with our record. You didn't get the clinch tonight, but you guys are right there. Yeah, yeah. You know it's one of those things that uh, like I think the same way we we try to approach everything, just controlling what we can. We can't control what LA does, but we can control what we do in this room. And you know we didn't do it tonight, but we're going to go into Colorado and look to do it there. You did a pretty good job, especially in the first two periods, of limiting what they got. Yeah, I thought our first two periods were pretty good, but then uh, we kind of uh, stepped off the gas for a bit, and uh, thankfully Huddy was there to have our backs. But um, all around, I thought it was a good group effort, and I mean that's the result we're going to get when we when we play a solid game. What's the difference between the first two periods and the third period? Uh, we we're just bearing down on getting the pucks out of our zone, getting the pucks deep. Um, mm -hmm. We we're just giving them too much time in, in the D zone, so. Um, uh, yeah, but I thought we collapsed well, good to the house, and uh, like I said, Huddy played unbelievable. So um, uh, it's always good to have uh, some good good goalies behind you. Come to expect this from Carter of late, his last, especially on the road, the way he plays. And yeah, of course. I mean, whenever he steps in, we don't change our game plan at all. It's just it's just another game for us. Uh, he's he's had a hell of a season so far, and um, it's good to see from him. You experienced this last year with Jake and Els, obviously. Is there just a comfort level out there when you know both goalies are just? Locked in the zone, playing the way they are. Yeah, for sure, and especially for our, us defense, um, they can both move the puck well, so it makes our life a lot easier. And um, we're definitely comfortable with both of them in there, uh, just like last year. Yeah, just a good puck moving defenseman or goalie, uh, it always helps the team. Just transition, everything's quicker. So, yeah. You see them pushing each other the way this season's going. I and mean, last year was always the talk about Brian and Jake pushing each other. Were they doing that? I don't know if they're pushing each other, but they're both self-driven. No one has to push them. They, every day they come up, uh, come to the rink, and they work hard. Um, Huddy, he puts in the extra work, and uh, I think it's paying off for him right now. So it's good to see both goalies succeeding. Need their transition game a little bit, um, kind of start towards the end of the second period. Uh, and it was, I don't know that we fully recovered from that. So, uh, uh, but credit to them, too. They fought hard tonight. Their goalie was really good, and, uh, and they've got a lot of, Know, a lot of speed and skill over there, and they get on the move. Uh, they're tough to contain. Were you pleased with the amount of scoring opportunities you got? I mean, like you said, yeah, their goalie was yeah, good. he was he was really good. I mean, we, we we generated a lot of shots. We generated a lot of opportunities that uh, 
uh, quality chances that I think really could have given us an opportunity to put that game away, and uh, and you know we didn't do it. But uh, you know again, I, I think that there were some parts of the game that were very good, some parts that uh, that we definitely have to be better at. Is there anything about we ask this all the time, but Carter Hutton on the road, he yeah. just keeps grinding him out well we keep throwing him on the, on the road he seems like he gets an awful lot of his starts on, on the road but he's uh i thought he was really good he had a, um, a few real sneaky strong saves tonight that you know if you go back and watch the tape there was a couple of them that uh traffic in front of the net and and he kind of reaches up and, and and picks off a shot that's labeled for a corner i thought he had a, a real strong game i thought his puck poise and, and uh his execution helping rd uh, get out of our zone was real strong too no clincher tonight, but two points in the bag is yeah. that's just the way to look. You at know, it. I just focus just focus on our on our job and and uh, like we said before, we, we want to make the playoffs, but we want to make sure that that uh, that that we're a good team going in. And so, um, same focus for us is uh, you know we, we got the win tonight, and uh, obviously there's some areas that we have to be better at going into uh, our next game. The Blues don't clinch a playoff spot, but guys, they're going to do it. And, you know whether it's Friday or Sunday. Uh, they play the Avalanche on Friday and have a good opportunity. They're going to have a tough game against the Predators. That should be a fun game on Sunday. But uh, they're going to get there. And this game wasn't perfect. They have not played perfect against these uh, teams such as the Avalanche and the Coyotes. They've not had a complete game, uh, I would say, in several games where they've, you can really say, they had 60 minutes of max effort. Uh, again, last night, uh, you know, they played well, but did they play great? No. Uh, you know, they've got to play better than this in the playoffs to expect to move forward against teams like the Wild, the, the Blackhawks, uh, the Sharks, uh, the Ducks, uh, you know, Edmonton. Uh, they've got to play better going into the playoffs. These wins are great, but let's build some momentum. Let's start handling things better in our defensive end. Stop making mistakes. Let's get some better puck movement out of your own zone. And I think that's going to solve some of the Blues problems. Uh, you know, like I said, the next game is against the Avalanche. Hopefully they can clinch a playoff spot then. I think they're going to be able to do it. If not, let's hope they do it against the Predators. Let's not leave anything to chance for next week. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining me for this game recap. Until next time, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or Lance D at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.